Hello and welcome! You are listening to Desperate Acts of Capitalism, a podcast about money, marketing, and how it all goes wrong. Join us on our magical journey through a wonderland of burning money. I'm Evan Swope. And I'm C.T. Kelly. And today we bring you part two of the Google Glass saga. Ooh, fun. Last time on Desperate Acts of Capitalism. Da, da, da. I just right. cut together like a really intense montage. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, I mentioned that uh, this part of the second part of this uh, episode is going to be cautiously optimistic. So okay, well, well, see, that's how we were feeling like coming out of the Chuck E. Cheese episode, yeah. <laughs> and literally like the day after we posted the episode, they uh, Chuck E. Cheese filed for bankruptcy. <laughs> so I've heard uh, some talk of us having a curse. Yeah, if it happens, what was it? If we if it happens a third time, it's a curse. Yeah, but I mean, if it happens to Google, good. Like, it's right, not... or at least Google Glass, right? Yeah, I mean, like, who, like if we make Google Glass fail, like it's no no skin off my nose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the world can do without Google Glass. Yeah, there's there's bigger issues, and Google's gonna be fine. <laughs> but regardless, I'm I'm definitely interested in like. Like, the fact that they were able to salvage this product at all is kind of impressive. Yeah, especially after the shitstorm of the last episode. Right, exactly. With the guy skydiving with Google Glass and the the tech writer who took a shower with them. (laughs) And continued to be allowed to walk freely. Oh my god. Okay. Um, So here we go. Let's go. Back in 2014, just as Glass seemed doomed, a ray of hope appeared for the project. The team noticed that small startups had begun had begun purchasing pairs of glass via the Explorers program and building custom software on top of it for their enterprise. Oh, thank God. They're going to make our product good for us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of what, you know, like the Explorers program was meant to do. Oh, right. But like everyone in the Explorers program, like because of the cost was just like these like wealthy tech influencers who contributed nothing and just got right, angry. Exactly. So like, but like people actually, there were actually some people in the Explorers program that started like using it for good, quote unquote, like actually like right, right. using it for a purpose, not just like, I got Google Glass, I'm rich. Well, some people are wealthy because they like, make, they had some Silicon Valley shit happen or whatever. So I'm sure yeah. at least a small percentage of these people knew how to code, even if it was on this weird proprietary hardware. Yeah, like it wasn't just individuals buying it for the prestige or, you know, to write a review of it for their blog or whatever. Like, like There were some people that legitimately, like, it was like a toy for them and they could do stuff with it. Yeah, they were genuinely interested in the potential applications that they could, you know, use for their business. Right, right. Um these people were using glass to do work in various industries, everything from manufacturing to healthcare. Hmm. The corporate interest in glass was so promising that Google created a specific glass for enterprise team to help develop the new ecosystem. Interesting. Uh, this is This decision culminated in the relaunch of glass in July, 2017, this time positioned clearly as an enterprise tool. So completely pivoting from the, like the next iPhone kind of like vibe right, that they were going for. Right hitting and like i never heard about the relaunch so it seems like they were actually on message with the branding this time yeah well they were actually 
you know, it wasn't something that they were just trying to like get as many people to see. Like they were communicating to specific industries who were interested. Right, right. It was more a more like underground niche thing. <laughs> underground. <laughs> you are marketing it to corporations. That's not really underground. Uh, it's, uh, you know what I mean, though. I'm I'm using the wrong word, but it's like it's not like something where they're they're broadcasting on all marketing channels for like the the widest audience possible. Yeah, come on, dude. We've got this cool underground corporation that we incorporated in the Paris catacombs. It's in a different location every week. Google goes underground. Uh, where Glass's consumer launch had splashed across magazine covers in the fashion runway, the new Glass landing page shows a factory worker wearing glass while uh, working with power tools. The product description includes clear use cases for Glass, from watching training videos and accessing instruction manuals to activating applications while working. Uh, cementing the product's new business positioning are testimonials from partners. 25% uh, reduction on low-volume complex assemblies. Wait, what does that mean? Explain. Um, I mean, <laughs> what it seems like is like they they're actually using like um, testimonials on their website of businesses who have um, become more efficient by using Google Glass, like on the assembly line or in production or whatever. I, yeah. I wonder. I wonder what the benefits. Like, how is Google Glass more efficient than just like an iPad or something? Yeah, I mean, I think it's. It's something you can, you don't have to limit the use of your hands while you use it. So right. you can access different things while continuing to work with your hands and handle other materials and that kind of stuff. Right. I was thinking like you could probably do something interesting with incorporating the technology into like a welding mask or something. Exactly. Or for people that have to work with like dangerous, messy, or like just bulky gloves or something. Right. And like, it's not just Google, like making all this software, like they actually can work with um, third party um, developers who are right, already right. working with very specific industries who can develop software for individual industries and individual companies to like, you know, like exactly what that company needs to like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a That's a huge thing about like tech industries that people don't understand is that like one thing that people don't realize about um, one thing that people don't realize about all these tech companies is that they lose money on every hardware sale. Like Nintendo right. loses money on every single Switch they sell, but they make all of that money back selling you the software. Right. Which, exactly. Now that they've like opened the door to third-party developers, like maybe you've at least within the video game industry, what you do is you have like your flagship games right the uh, the yeah. big draws like this is what this is what the technology can do but then you open the doors up to third party developers and then you license your development tools right oh and it's just like it's a blank canvas for you know like endless possibilities of things you could sell if they already have that tool kind of right thing. but it's it's a blank canvas but uh google gets to sell you your paints and brushes right, right? Right, exactly. Um, and then Google also gets a cut of every painting that you make. Yeah, and I mean, that sounds like, you know, like a very good business model. Exactly. Especially if, like, companies are finding very, like, becoming much more efficient through using glass. They're going to, you know, become very loyal customers. Right, they've got their draw now. They've got that, your 
your product is now tangibly improving somebody's life in a real way. Yeah, exactly. Which is what they definitely did not have with their <laughs> consumer version. It's like, how would this help anyone at any point? What is this? Yeah. Um, so let's dig into the events that leg, led Google to this point in Google Glass's history. Okay. Uh, in 2015, Google closed uh, the Explorers program, announcing that Glass is, quote, graduating from Google X to its own team within the company. Graduating. <laughs> it's all uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're upgrading from it being a terrible non-product to maybe uh, going back in the oven. Yeah, right. A, a terrible thing that no one in their right mind would possibly buy because it's like a privacy violation and like right. incredibly like illogical to use to potentially having you know like some <laughs> potential that's like that's like you get served a pile of raw dough and then you send it back to the kitchen and the waiter says something like don't worry we're going to graduate this <laughs> yeah. dough to to edible bread yeah <laughs> it's going to be something resembling bread now Right, right. We're gonna we're gonna make it better. Yeah. It's like, no, you're not making it better. You're making it done. Yeah, you're making it at all. <laughs> right. Oh, Google. Um, so Glass was placed uh, under the leadership of former iPod creator Tony Fidel. Um, so completely shifting the leadership team. Right. Right. Um, the Glass team focused on refreshing the product for enterprise enterprise applications working closely with 10 partner companies who worked on the software side. I see. Well, so, it seems like the problem last time was the fact that they had, like, it was just sort of this rant, this development team of randos with no direction. There was, like, a big internal split over what the product was actually going to be for, and they it ended up falling on either side. So it sounds like they've actually got, like, a direction for the team now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the fact, I mean, that's the thing that Google does, like, that we've seen is, like, they're just like, uh, we'll make something. We're going to do self-driving cars or whatever. Start start working on that. And then they're making a sky hedron. Google, what is that for? How does this improve our life in any way? It's the Google sky hedron. (laughs) It cost a hundred billion dollars. Look, there it is. And it's just like, like, cool. Thanks, Google. Skyhedron. Yeah, we know. <laughs> Watch out, it'll zap ya. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Google, this is confusing. <laughs> Skyhedron. Skyhedron. Okay. Oh, Google. Oh, Google. Um, so this is the official uh, press release that Google put out uh, announcing the change. Okay, we've got a press release. Yeah. This will be fun. <laughs> it's hard to believe... Oh, no, the, the headline is, we're graduating from Google X Labs. <laughs> graduating. Well, graduation cap on Google Glass. Uh, it's hard to believe that Glass started as little more than a scuba mask attached to a laptop. <laughs> I don't, it's I never really heard not. That. It's like, was that something that it started as? I don't remember I, that. But judging by how 
this went, I have no doubt that that's how this started. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a guy goes to, like, Google CEO office with, like, a, he has, like, a scuba mask or, like, duct tape to a laptop haphazardly. <laughs> and he the... wa- <laughs> It used to be a full suit. Yeah. <laughs> he walks into the Google CEO's office with the flippers on, like, flip, 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 flip. Hey, boss, you'll never guess the idea that I just had. Sounds great. Here's $100 billion. It's a scuba laptop <laughs> by Google. This is the new iPhone. Have uh, you ever wanted to watch Shane Dawson in the Marianas Trench? <laughs> That's what I've always wanted to do. <laughs> Everyone yells at Google headquarters. Just picture, like, the Google, like, CEO, like, office. Like, everyone's, like facing different directions not looking at each other screaming at each other <laughs> there's no furniture yeah <laughs> it's a it's a very pretty room but there's nowhere to sit yeah everyone's just like standing like one guy's like duct taped to the ceiling they're all like <laughs> screaming at each other <laughs> yes great i love great. i love the idea here's a hundred billion dollars <laughs> thanks boss <gasps> flop, 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 flop. they're all wearing like ridiculous like costumes like one guy's dressed as a cowboy one guy's in a scuba suit one guy's in like (laughs) a sailor costume they're all wearing the official google hat yeah (laughs) this Um, is true this actually happens no this i've been there Uh, so yeah my dad work my dad works there yeah he he, he's the cowboy he's the google cowboy my dad's a google cowboy captain uh, guy and he's number one boy he can beat you up <laughs> he can beat you up he plays football on the moon and he won the <laughs> nobel peace prize it's real true it didn't really happen okay i, I just want to announce that i'm incredibly sleep deprived today so if I, <laughs> I sound a little loopy that's why do not worry about it uh, uh we kept on it and when it started to come together we began the glass explorer program as a kind of open beta to hear what people had to say <laughs> open beta you you released it you gave a full press release yeah explorers we asked you to be pioneers and you took what we started and went further than we could have ever dreamed from the large hadron collider at cern what to the, to the hospital operating table like this is all stuff that apparently happened like apparently all these businesses were using it but like Google sure. didn't tell anybody. <laughs> I wonder why. Uh, the grass of your backyard to the courts of Wimbledon, in fire stations, recording studios, kitchens, mountaintops, and more. It's like, I don't know how true any of this is. I. It doesn't matter. It's like, this is... This sounds like a really bad E3 press release. Yeah. Like, like... This sounds like they're announcing the sequel to a game that nobody liked. Yeah. It's like, you t- you played this game on mountaintops, under the sea, on the moon, and with the bees. Hello, gamers. <laughs> we understand how much you loved game that only scored 3.4 out of 10. Yeah. But we here at Company are back to give you a, an experience unlike no other. Graphics. Gameplay. <laughs> All of the things that you expect from game. Points. <laughs> Sound. Winning. Games. Like, I mean, even if all this stuff is true and these all these businesses did all these cool things with Google Glass, like, the hilarious thing is, like, 
that's not the story that anyone heard. Like the the folly of Google is like they gave the tools for communication to all these like like elite tech writers who were just like got these like shitty versions of Google Glass and like were expecting you right, know, they handed they handed the entire narrative to people that they betrayed. Yeah, exactly. Who hated them? Right, like if the people who are actually like, here's like a, a completely like, like a product in its infancy that we don't really know what it's used for, but like you have a business that you can do anything with it, you know, with like right. if they handed the reins to them, it could have been a different story. But like this is just like the complete like misdirection that Google went down. Right. Well, because they they put no thought into it. They're like they're talking about like mountain climbers and kitchens and hadron colliders now, but it's like they didn't give Google Glass to mountain climbers or nuclear physicists. They gave them to tech writers. Right. I mean, Google Google wanted to serve the tech writers. Like that was the whole point. Right. And and it was only by accident that any like actual cool you know like people (laughs) or like with very specific in very specific industries got their hands on these things right exactly uh glass was in its infancy and you took these very first steps and taught us how to walk well (laughs) we still have some work to do but now we're ready to put on our big kid shoes and learn how to run we you taught us how to walk with all the slurs you called us on twitter yeah (laughs) it's just like it's so like this isn't you're ignoring the people you were initially pitching this product to and speaking to. Like, I appreciate the effort to pivot, but it's just like, it's kind of ridiculous given the messaging that was, you know, it was founded on. And Google, why are we your dad now? This is weird. (laughs) You taught it like, (laughs) you You taught taught us how to to walk, walk. you know, how to go in the toilet, make big poo poo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Since we first met, Interest in wearables has exploded, and today it's one of the most exciting areas in technology. Glass. Is it? I don't. Yeah, not really. I mean, like, you got the Apple Watch, but like, I don't think anyone really likes the Apple Watch. Right. No, no one's like a fan of the Apple Watch. You get it because you want to track your steps, but you also happen to be like upper middle class or above. Right. You, you, you have it because you know your phone can do that too. Right, exactly. There's there's no reason to buy an action. There's literally no reason to buy an Apple Watch. Yeah, it's entirely superfluous. Well, I mean, that's the same thing as the Google Glass at first. Like, it's like there was literally no nothing the Google Glass could do that your phone couldn't I, already do. That's actually, I take that back. The, there is a reason to buy an Apple Watch, and it's because it's a fashion item, right? It's conspicuous consumption. Yeah, right? exactly. You're, I mean, it's you're buying a statement this of your of your wealth in a way right you're buying this be as a demonstration of your your wealth and coolness as determined by google but yeah the thing with the google glass is that it was ugly and bulky and people thought <laughs> people saw it as an invasion of their privacy right so they lost the only thing that was keeping the actual watch afloat yeah they saw it as like how do we not know some creep isn't filming me at all times with his google glass <laughs> what if the apple watch was on your face and it filmed people constantly yeah. which is the whole thing of like shifting to like an enterprise focus it eliminates that concern entirely because you're using right. it in a specific environment you know working with right. tools and stuff not like pointing at random people right you're selling it as a platform not like not like as it's a consumer item you're it's 
you're selling a tool, like you're selling a table saw, you know? You're selling yeah. a tool to people that specifically want it, I think. Yeah. You're using it in a very specific environment, not right. just out in the public. Dare I say a targeted environment. Yeah. Um, glass at work has been growing, and we're seeing incredible developments with glass in the workplace. As we look to the road ahead, we realize that we've outgrown the lab, and so we're officially graduating from Google X to be our own team here at Google. We're thrilled to be moving even more from concept to reality. As part of this transition, we're closing the Explorer program so we can focus on what's coming next. January 19th will be the last day to get the Glass Explorer edition. In the meantime, we're continuing to build for the future, and you'll start to see future versions of Glass when we're ready. For now, no peeking. No peeking. Uh, thanks to. What was that about Google Glass pressing itself into our reality? <laughs> uh, <laughs> ignore it was that. Like, it was like Google Glass is moving from the conceptual to the real. Yeah. The ritual has begun. Making your dreams become realities and some of your realities become dreams. <laughs> the, the line between the real and the unreal is now blurring thanks to Google Glass. I'm just waiting for one of these big tech companies to have some fucking commercial with like a digital recreation of Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka being like, Hi, I'm Willy Wonka. I'm here <sighs> to announce the new, you know, Apple VR headset. <laughs> Making your dreams become realities. I would be so insulted. Oh my god. But like you know it's they're working on that right now. Right, right. The whole like ugh, we can talk about this later, God. We gotta like we gotta do like an episode on these like really like weird like black mirror commercials that these tech companies do with like Oh yeah, we totally do. Uh thanks to all of you for believing in us and making all of this possible. Hang tight, it's going to be an exciting ride. Hang tight, radical dudes. Hang tight and hang ten, surfers. We're doing Google Glass for business, bitches. Come on, bros. We're surfing the Google Glass wave. <laughs> Grab some in and out. <laughs> Catch some waves, bruh. Bruh. Uh, <clears throat> in 2016, Google's new Enterprise Edition modularizes the, flame, the frame of glass, making it easy to detach the electronics and display and clip them onto a pair of safety glasses. Ah, that's clever. So, like, you can actually use it for your, you know, like, safety technology and not just have to be, you know, limited to Google Glass's headset or whatever. Right, their, their ugly-ass headset. But yeah. that's exactly what I was talking about earlier with, like, putting it onto, like, a welding mask or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's the thing is working with these third-party developers, they can actually figure out how best to use the the frame and attach it to existing safety technology. Yeah. Um, they improved hardware features like battery life, processing speed, and Wi-Fi connectivity. Um, Augmetics, a startup developing glass applications for the healthcare industry, raises $17 million in venture capital. Mm. So, like, people who are, you know, basing their company on developing... Uh, software for Google Glass are actually raising money themselves. Right. Uh, in 2017, Google publicly announces the launch of Glass for Enterprise. Uh, back in 2014, as the consumer version of Glass was being thrashed, Google started partnering with companies like Boeing and GE to figure out what specific pain points Glass might help them solve. Pain points? I think <laughs> it's like a like a dumb like business term, but I think it's like. Like, how can Google Glass serve 
like the areas of weakness in your production or you know inspection or whatever like how can we see. make it specific to each industry and each company also the the thing i don't know if you're going to talk about this but if you ever talk about if you ever see a uh, boeing and ge getting in on something that's uh that's military contractors right <laughs> which is like, a larger issue that i'm not going to address but you know yeah so <laughs> that's another episode so that's the that's the U.S. military uh, talking about Google Glass. But I mean, if the U.S. military is getting involved, that's good business. Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Um. Again, larger issue. Larger issue. Different episode. Um. We talk to all of our explorers. I hate that they keep calling them explorers. Right. <laughs> just, just call them beta testers or whatever just stop they're not beta they're not beta testers they had to pay for the glass they're just customers that you they're just customers that you tricked um we talked to all of our explorers and we realized that the enterprise space had a lot of legs that's a weird (laughs) a lot of legs like a millipede (laughs) we we realized that our customer base is just one giant millipede (laughs) we were impressed uh, says Jay Kathari, who is now the project lead on the Glass Enterprise team. Interest from corporations suggested that a dedicated team might work on a specialized version of Glass to serve them. Um, placing Glass... The, the millipede's eyes are very far apart, and so we've had to make a special Google Glass for its face. Yeah. <laughs> We're going into the millipede business, boys. <laughs> We're cornering the millipede VR market. We should do an episode on millipedes. They're pretty cool. Okay, Evan. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. (sighs) Okay. Um, Placing glass under the supervision of Tony Fidel and moving the product from the, quote, moonshot factory signaled Google's belief in the product's viability. So this is, like, Hmm. a very different situation than, like, the Google barge where they just scrapped it at the first sign of resistance. Like, they actually saw, like, a real opportunity here. Uh, Fidel commented at the time, I remember what it was like when we did the iPod and the iPhone. I think this can be that important, but it's going to take time to get it right. The company went on a hiring spree, recruiting former developers and hardware engineers from Amazon to build the new team out. Mm. So completely rebuilding their team, like getting like people with completely different sets of experiences. So this sounds pretty good. Okay, we we are back in person. All right, for the first time in months. Yeah, so uh, so basically, we were trying to record the episode, but Discord kept crapping the bed on us, Yeah. so we switched over to Facebook Messenger, and then Facebook Messenger kept crapping the bed, so we said, fuck it, and now I'm sitting on Evan's couch, and I have a white claw. Yep. <laughs> CT's got a lime one, I got ruby grapefruit, uh, so is a uh, little tipsy uh, podcast, potentially. Yeah. <laughs> one from one white claw. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like screaming, flying <laughs> my own eyes out. <laughs> meaty impact sounds in the background as we talk about the podcast. It's funny, my brother and I made this, like, we used to make home movies all the time. Your home movies are hilarious. Yeah, and like, we were like 10 and 8, so we didn't know what being drunk was. So we did, there was one scene that we made in one of our movies where, where Brayden was like getting drunk, but like he didn't know what that meant. 
So he would just like run around the room really fast and talk really fast and act crazy and like wave his arms around. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Is it just like a sugar high? Yeah, like he just didn't. He knew that like being drunk made you like crazy. It made you silly. Yeah, it yeah, just silly. makes you. It just makes you like lose your mind and like act insane. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, the ironic thing is, we're, I'm doing an episode on. Uh, something that Google did that isn't terrible, and then my Google internet crapped out on us, and we had to. <laughs> so Google, <laughs> trying to trying to do you a solid here. We were we were trying to give you some some points, but now like now we got to keep doing the episode anyway. But we re- recaptured some of the uh, the uh, in person magic that we used to have that many people are complaining was lost, clamoring about us, yeah, screaming at us, sending us <laughs> threatening DMs of our house at night. It's constant. So I'm losing sleep. I'm afraid of my fans. Making YouTube videos of them looking at our house at night with the sound <laughs> yeah. of a gun in the background. It's endearing. We uh, love our fans. Yeah. It's a really special community. Um, okay. So we talked about the, having a lot of legs, the millipede oh, jokes. Yeah, the millipede joke. Um, okay. So yes. All right. Keeping the project under wraps, the team worked with partners and enterprise companies to develop practical applications for glass. At Agco, a a manufacturer of agriculture equipment, factory workers use Google Glass to view instructions and checklists as they assemble assemble complex machinery. Agco estimates that glass has helped reduce production time by 25%, um, which is like, in a company, that adds up, like, that's a huge number. Yeah, that's enormous. Um, at DHL, workers, uh, I think that's like a shipping company. Yeah, DHL. That's I, I'm pretty sure that's a shipping company. Uh, workers use glass to scan items on racks and see what bins to place them in to fulfill orders with an estimated 15% increase in efficiency. I know Amazon does that as well. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, at Dignity Health, doctors use glass during patient examinations, which <laughs> I don't know how that works, but... <laughs> They just, put you, they just put Google Glass on you. Hold the on. doctors don't use it. They put yeah. it on the patients. Hold on. Let me put on my Google Glass. Here. Play Brick Break. I'll be cutting to your leg. It reminds me of that um, Eric Andre skit where he has like the Google Glass on. He's like scanning random people on the subway. He's like, well, Google, show me this woman naked. It wasn't just It wasn't just a Google Glass, though. It was like, <laughs> yeah, like keyboards taped to his body and <laughs> yeah. stuff. He had like several taped, like yeah. Velcro strapped to his body. Excuse me, sir, you have a little bit of poop in your testicles. Um, Instead of logging information on a computer during the exam, information is recorded from a doctor's glass, transcribed, and processed. Which, you know... Neat. I mean, usually when I go to the doctor, it's like kind of like an inefficient process, him having to like... Type the. Um, so it's like that tweet of like, just saw my doctor close the Wikipedia page for bones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you imagine going in for a checkup and it's like your doctor suddenly just stops in the middle of the conversation and goes, Google, what is chlamydia? Yeah. Uh, like, wasn't that covered in medical school? <laughs> no, I didn't have to go to medical school. We have Google Glass now. Google, what is a heart? <laughs> Do I squeeze it? Um, everything that made glass feel invasive for consumers was no longer relevant in the enterprise setting, as I mentioned before. Mm, don't know about that. <laughs> um, don't worry, only your boss can yeah, see right. everything that you're looking at right now. But I guess like it's like Google Glass has like a specific purpose. It's not just some rando can walk up to you, right? At least it's not a tracking device with no purpose, right? 
On the factory floor or in the doctor's office, glass was no longer a high-end gadget for taking pictures of family and friends. It was a tool engineered for getting work done. Uh, workers used glass to scan parts, access training videos, and record defects. <laughs> it's like, I, I love the idea of like, it's like everyone put on your Google Glass and watch this like mandatory training video and everyone's just like, like a Black Mirror episode just like zoned out. <laughs> Welcome to Agco. I mean, it's no less weird than like showing a video on a screen of yeah. people just like sitting in a room and looking at a square. <laughs> Welcome to Agco. You've been chosen for the select honor of assembling agricultural equipment. Um, the kicker is that by working closely with partner companies and corporations, Google is finally putting together a healthy ecosystem with platform potential for glass. So like working with third-party developers. We have reintroduced apex predators into the, mar <laughs> into the marketing ecosystem. <laughs> Um, the partner companies develop end-to-end -end solutions for glass and specific verticals like healthcare, logistics, and manufacturing. Right. They distribute those solutions directly to enterprise companies, driving higher usage of glass. That gives Google specific customer feedback it can use to improve its product. Right. That all-important customer feedback that they were missing the first time. Right. Which is like they what they were trying to do with the Explorer program, but they made the mistake of giving them a product which they had lied to them about right, not asked for <laughs> he, like i'm not lied to them but like confused them enough to them for consumers to think it was right. a finished product right. um in may 2019 uh, google announced the google glass enterprise edition 2 google claimed that quote glass enterprise edition has helped workers in a variety of industries from logistics to manufacturing to field services do their jobs more efficiently by providing hands-free access to the information and tools they need to complete their work. It's kind of disingenuous to call it Google Glass like two. Yeah, it's like the first version wasn't finished. <laughs> this is Google Glass one. Right, you got to have like prototypes. That doesn't count as one. Yeah, like the iPhone one wasn't like a half like finished version of the iPhone. Have you ever seen the like Nintendo products when they're in their prototype stages? Like the prototype Switch was like. It was literally just like an Android tablet with two uh, Wii remotes, like duct tape to it. Right. Like that is not th that is not no. the Nintendo Switch 1.0. Right. If that's the one, then like the the first version they released to consumers is like the 30. Like right. it's not really it's not really how it works. Um, workers can use Glass to access checklists, view instructions, or send inspection photos or videos. And our enterprise customers have reported faster production times, improved quality, and reduced costs after using Glass. Golly gee. Uh, in February 2020, Google made its latest augmented reality headset, uh, the Enterprise Edition 2, available for direct purchase nearly a year after launching its through select work, workplace partners for $999 a unit, mm. which is still way cheaper than the, you know, the non-finished version they had released right, initially. Right, this is cheaper than the shitty prototype. Um, the price remains the same as they charge for enterprise use, but you no longer have to go through a company to buy them. Right. So, like, anyone can buy them now. They're, they're still incredibly expensive, but, like, you don't have to, like, use them for a specific uh, enterprise purpose right. Google anymore. doesn't get to, like, hmm, but will you, are you worthy of the right. Google Glass? Just what Google does for a lot of their products, um, like, you have to be, you have to prove that you're a company right. to use it. It's like, I just want to use it. Why do I have to be a company? Right. Um, Maybe I just want it. Fuck yeah, you. Right. Um, that's Let me a, buy your product. Yeah. Why are you putting these barriers to me buying your stuff that you're making? 
Um, that's especially helpful for developers who may want to tinker with Google's heads-up display and haven't been able to since the device's initially ill-fated Explorer edition a launch way back in 2014. So, like, the thing that, like, like they weren't able to do because it was, like, prohibitively expensive and you had to apply <laughs> for, like, the Google Explorer scholarship, now people can oh, actually yeah. buy the Google Glass and, like, develop their own software for right. it. Right, so the, the product is finally finished. Right. <laughs> um uh, quote, uh, since Glass Enterprise Edition 2 launched last May, we've seen strong demand from developers and businesses who are interested in building new, helpful enterprise solutions for Glass. Jay Kathari, the Google Glass project lead, wrote in a blog post in early 2020. In order to make it easier for them to start working with Glass, they can now purchase devices directly from one of our hardware resellers, um, such as CDW, Mobile Advance, or SHI. Um, so people can actually develop their own software without having to like, you know, like any, now they can actually, like, the mountain climbers and the scuba divers right, or whatever right. the Google they was can, talking about. They can develop their own software without having to write like an essay about why you're yeah. a good enough boy who deserves a Google Glass. Or be like a giant business. Right. Um, Glass Enterprise Edition 2 is built on Android, so it's easy for developers to work with and for businesses to integrate their services and APIs uh, they already use. We've also shared new open source applications and code samples, including sample layouts and UI components that may be helpful examples for those just getting started developing for Glass. Okay, so they've got like an asset pack. That's so good. actually giving people the tools that they need to start developing for it's Google like, Glass. It sounds like they're just, it sounds like they're giving you like, they're giving you like, oh my god, how do I put this? Like, how do I describe this to somebody who doesn't know how to do web development? Um... It's like they're sort of giving you parts that you can understand, like you, that you can sort of build stuff with. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily that you they're giving you the tools. Like, they already have the tools. It's, right. It's, it's just Android hardware underneath all of it. Right. Which, like, the tools are free on the internet. But what right. Google Glass, what Google is doing is they're giving you, like... Here's all of the here's all the like the fonts and the UI and the buttons that we use. So if you want to put something together, you don't have to do all that shit yourself, and it'll look good. Right. It'll look official. Right. Like, it'll and it'll have it'll have the sort of Google stamp of approval on it. Yeah. Which is the the big thing there because what you're saying is like what you're saying is like please develop apps for us. Right. <laughs> yeah. Not like. Please, like, I dare you to develop apps for uh-huh. us. Like, write us an essay about why Try you deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they were doing before. <laughs> like, we'll see if you're worthy, you scum. <laughs> I dare you to try. Yeah. Um, Glass for Enterprise looks like it has the platform potential that Google originally intended for Glass, but for an enterprise setting. Over the past seven years, Glass has had a bumpy ride, but today it se- finally seems to be finding its way. Yay. We'll see, Google. <laughs> we'll see if you don't fuck this one up too. <laughs> right. Well, because when when the Google barge failed, it was gone like like yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, like <laughs> try to like erase it from people's like memory. It's, so I get the sense that at the first sign of weakness in Google Glass, they'll just snap its neck like an elk or <laughs> <Right>. something. <laughs> Just leave it for dead. Like, forget it. Uh, we're, we've, we're seeing a 0.3% dip in sales this quarter. And they just shut it down. Yeah, we're moving on to Google Arms. <laughs> it's Google for your arms. Google, it's like Google instead of arms. you got to chop off your arms to use Google Arms. Duh. It's better. Yeah, it's better than arms. 
And that uh, is the story of Google Glass and the cautiously optimistic uh, uh, second part. Well, well done. <sighs> fascinating story. Yeah, I'm glad I was able to get that, get through that while sleep deprived and with Google Internet that's like actively trying to like sabotage us. <laughs> they're silencing us. Yeah, they don't want us talking positively about Glass because they're about to scrap it. Right, they're trying to erase it from the public yeah. memory. Um, yeah, that's that's about all I got. That, like, it's so interesting to me is like why. The thing that defines so many of these fuck-ups is impatience. Right. Right? It's, you, I don't know what caught, like, well, for one, I'm just a really, really cautious person. Yeah. I don't, I don't rush into shit. Right. And so all of, all of these stories of these people blowing, like, $20 million right. on a product that's just very clearly not done yeah. just does not make sense to me yeah it's so insane well, because it's not like it's not like a movie right yeah. because with with a movie it's like at a certain point it just needs to be done right? yeah you just need you need everything to be over and you all want to move on with your life right but with this Google Glass shit, it's like everyone volunteered to be there. Yeah. Right? It's like you can leave the production. It's, yeah. It's a specific... It's an entire team that is specifically for Google Glass. Right. So why are you fucking this... Like, right. why are you not giving this the time and attention that it needs? Just testing it at a small scale. Like, it's going back to Ron Johnson where it's like you're changing <laughs> the way marketing is done, but you're not even going to test it. You're just so confident. It's like, it will work, I know, because I'm Ron Johnson. And if you're drawing the Ron Johnson parallel, then it's overconfidence, Yeah. right? It's we're Google and everyone's going to love this. Right. Or like, we're Google and we have nothing to lose, really. Oh, that's a good point because, I mean, we've talked about it before with like they... They pump enormous amounts of money into all of these things yeah. with the expectation that it may completely flop. Right. Like, it probably will... F there's a good chance of it flopping, but, like, they have so many other projects, it doesn't really matter. Right, right. And the the one in every 20 products that, like, will completely recoup all of the losses from the other 19. Yeah. So they don't... That's a good point. It's, it's extremely low risk if exactly. they fuck up. There's really no consequences for releasing it early other than the bad press that might fuck it up later. Right. And I think this was more bad press than they had expected or, like, anticipated for. Which, that's on them. Yeah, right. They should have done, like, <laughs> you need to at least do market research, man. Right. Well, I mean, just because Google is going to be fine doesn't mean it's not a catastrophic failure that would destroy any smaller company. Well, and it doesn't mean that you haven't just wasted a bunch of... You haven't just wasted the time of a bunch yeah. of very smart people. Yeah, like they you know? could have been... You know, if you would have put more thought into it, you could have made something that would have made you a billion dollars. It honestly just seems like the team was poorly managed. Yeah. Like, there was just this divide as to what they wanted the product to actually be. Yeah. Which is... Which is a big issue. Well, and it's a simple fucking yeah. issue to, to solve. It's just an issue of order. It's like, test the product and then release it. Don't release <laughs> it and then test it. Exactly. Like, we'll see what the, what the problems are after we charge people for it. Well, and before you do either of those things, you need to decide what the product is. Yeah. <laughs> you need to decide what it actually does in real life and why people will want to buy it. Right. Not just its glasses, but with Google on them. Right. It's like, but what can that do? Yeah. <laughs> how, right. does, how does that improve my life? 
Which is such a pivot to the Enterprise version because it's like the only way you sell this is with a purpose. Exactly. Like you, the company will buy it because they have a specific need that it will fill. Right. Businesses don't buy shit for shits and gigs. Yeah. They don't, right. There's no conspicuous consumption fashion element to it. They need they need a thing that has a purpose. Yeah. Exactly. Which seems reductively simple. Right. But as we've seen on this podcast, people constantly fuck that up. Yeah. Well, what else is there to say? Who knows? <laughs> I wrote a little song about Google Glass, so did, I'm going to play it now, Evan. Did um, you write a song about Google Glass? I did, and I'm going to play it. Okay. It's the second song I've written since the Ron Johnson theme song. Our second musical episode. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Audience, I want you to know that the entire time that was playing, Evan was staring off into the distance <laughs> and very subtly mouthing the words along to the song. And it was... I was struggling not to laugh. Oh, man. Just, I, I want you to... I want you to... Whatever you think Evan looks like in real life, I want you to picture him going into a fugue state with a little enigmatic smile on his face as he very subtly mouths the words to the Google Glass song that he wrote. Oh, I'm in so much pain right now. And I'm bleeding, apparently. Oh, oh my cheeks hurt. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, follow us on Twitter at D-A-O-C-Cast, Instagram at Desperate Acts of Capitalism, and Tumblr at DesperateActsOfCapitalism.tumblr.com. And remember, next week's episode is up right this moment on our Patreon. Join us there for bonus content, including an entire second podcast, Business Desserts, where Evan and I talk about current business news and whatever we feel like talking about that week. And thank you so much for listening. We love you. Big things are coming.